Welcome to Coffee Tape Talk. This is your host, Lisa Tomey. I want to thank Living Poetry for this platform and for being the most significant part of my writing life. I am honored that they have asked me to be one of their organizers. Living Poetry is the largest poetry group in the triad and has reached even other countries, especially with the pandemic. As we talk about Living Poetry, this is one of several poetry groups and we'll, that will be our topic for tonight. Thank you all so much for coming. On our panel are Susan Brearley, Barbara Trincelito, and Jill Sharon Kimmelman. I met Susan via Medium, her humor publication on medium.com. Susan Brearley is editor-in-chief of Medium, Contemplate and to the Summit. As a 20-time Medium top writer, she has been writing comedy since age three, and she's the founder of the Garden of Nero. Barbara and I met via Arlene Weiss. She has published four collections of poetry in Fragile Twilight, Beyond the Seventh Poinsettia, Moonflowers, and in Tribes of Running Rain. She holds a BA in English and MS in Management. She has also contributed to anthologies, including What It Is to Be a Woman, and that anthology we were both in. I met Jill through Annette Tarpley's The Passion of Poetry group on Facebook. Jill Sharon Kimmelman was nominated for a Pushcart Prize in Poetry and Best of the Net 2018. Her poetry has appeared in several publications. Jill is an amazing story poet and a mentor to a young poet from Nigeria. And with this affiliation, I've also become a part of this young poet's work through editing and publication. So starting with Susan Brearley, I would like to ask about Gardner Nero. What exactly is the Garden of Nero? I'm so happy that you asked about that. Um, so Garden of Nero, and it's spelled N-E-U-R-O, as in neuroscience. I'm a fan. I'm a fan of neuroscience. I'm a fan of having a brain and not afraid to use it. <laughs> and this is a space that uh, and a business and kind of my magnum opus uh, for this last phase of my life. I consider this the project that's going to take me from, from here in my 60s to my death. And hopefully, if I do this right, it will be a legacy project. And I've been working on it for five years, and now it's live. It's on a platform. It's on a technology platform, but I'm not sure it'll stay there. But the big idea is that we are uh, building the largest women's network on the planet with the intention to touch as many women's lives as we can. And our tagline is wisdom seekers meet wisdom keepers so as you can imagine the core group as it stands right now it's a little over 200 right now is a good blend of artisans and we have writers and we have poets and of course aren't isn't that the way it is aren't the aren't the writers and the poets always the trailblazers but I just looked around, uh, you know, across what's happening on the planet and said, what can be my contribution? How can I 
best use the business skills, the writing skills, all the things that I've, all the experiences that I've had in my life up until this point and be able to make a difference. And I see the need for women and women mentoring, women coaching, women sharing their wisdom with the generations that are following. Uh, I see a big need there. And so we have in that first group of women, not only do we have these artisans, but we also have women from 19 to 90 and across all the continents. So I'm very happy that this first group is inclusive, it is broad ranging, uh, it speaks to every woman's soul. And yeah, that's it, it's called the Garden of Neuro. You can Google it, it's easy, but I can also send invitations, there's an invitation link, but it's really easy to get into. Um, the front door is always open, uh, just the same way you have kitchen, uh, or sorry, uh, coffee table talks, we have what we call kitchen table talks. And these are structured conversations on specific topics, and they happen uh, every Friday morning. We have also a huge poetry circle. And uh, Lisa has been kind enough to be dropping poetry prompts all this month for National Poetry Month. So I thank you for that, Lisa. My pleasure. So what else would you like to know? Well, um, one of the things that I know, I, I'm not, I haven't been a member very long and I first started kind of creeping around in it and just seeing what everybody was doing because I, I, I kind of budget my time very tightly. And so before I invest in something, I want to make sure it's something I really want to spend my time at. I quickly got drawn in. I mean, I'd say sucked in, but I got drawn in um, to so many eye-opening things in the group. And some of the things that stood out to me were the awareness of, like we're talking about um, in the indigenous um, groups and, and understanding more about the language that we use um, when we are you know, talking in general, how sometimes the things that we say, we innocently do it, but because we've been conditioned to talk a certain way in, in society, that may not be the, the proper terms to use. And so I learned a lot about that. We talk a lot about uh, women, uh, women's rights, feminism, and, um, and then, of course, there's also a lot of writing uh, groups in there. Susan, can you talk a little more about what you do with the writing groups? Yeah, and it's interesting that you bring up the indigenous. So uh, in my college studies, I am, uh, I am in a program for global indigenous knowledge. And this is a deep dive into... Uh, the difference between and the distinctions between Western knowledge systems and in indigenous knowledge systems and the way um, our lives and our practices um, happen in our life are, are very different. That doesn't mean that necessarily uh, one is stronger or more powerful or more right than another. 
and and so this is something this is a topic that's very dear to my heart and so we have we do have topics in the uh in the garden we have all our posts so think about like how facebook works and how frustrating facebook is and we're building a space that is not that <laughs> we're building a space that is has got uh is very rich in the things we post that we uh can find them easily so there's searches in there so you can go back and you say oh somebody posted a ted talk about something and you can go in and you can search for a ted talk that was your favorite ted talk so we were organized in topics circles and courses uh the topics include writing and journaling and poetry and ted talks and motivational things spirit uh, not spiritual things so much of course but spirit does come up because we are we have spirit in us, so you can't really, you, nor would you want to divorce spirit from your activities. Um, and then the circles, where there's a writer's circle, there's a poetry circle, there's a there's a journaling junket. It's called a journaling junket for people who are big journal. Uh, there are courses. There are simple courses in uh, creative journaling, kind of deep dives into journaling. There's going to shortly be a course here for um, blogging and uh, specifically Medium or any any platform where people blog. Uh, we just released a course called um, Time and Energy Awareness, which is very different from the traditional time management. So there's a there's two courses: a basic course and an advanced course, and then we encourage the members to get engaged and as ambassadors so let's say you're on facebook and then you have two friends that come in facebook isn't paying you or doing anything to reward you for bringing all your friends to facebook they're happy to have them there because they're they're kind of an exploitive technology which mines people this is quite different this is something that is a collective and it's shared space our number one rule in the space is respect the space However you define the space, respect the space. So if your space is your body, respect the space, right? If if that's always the number one rule, no matter what, how you walk in the world, you're going to have a different view of things and you become an ambassador. So we call our members, uh, when they invite two people in, they become a bronze ambassador. When they invite 10 friends in, they become a silver ambassador. And when they have 25 guests who have come in, at their invitation they become a gold ambassador and those gold ambassadors get perks things like the ability to create their own course in the space and we help them do that and then that means they can also monetize whatever their skill or talent is that they want to build a course in and we help them with that and so it's a so what that's another rule of the space is to uh, promote women's agency so there'll be maybe women who come to the space who are aspiring poets or aspiring writers and they get to get kind of snuggle up next to published authors and people who have already had success and have already kind of blazed the trail ahead of them and they can learn and they can ask questions and they can dig into whatever topic but um, yeah we have a big project going on right now that is uh locating every women's network in the world and we're using it uh, and but we're asking our and we're inviting uh, 
anyone who wants to participate, but we're inviting our membership to participate in that. We haven't announced it yet, but we've already started the project. And then we will have a visual representation of all the women's networks in the world and how we touch them and how they touch each other. And uh, it's a big, bold project, but it's um, it's already started and uh, it's, it's terrific. We do book clubs too. And we, this year, are inviting book authors to come and be part of the book club conversations. In fact, uh, on the 28th, we have Amanda Owen who wrote, um, the power of receiving and she is coming to visit us and just today invited dr edith uh, agar i don't know if you know her she wrote a book called the gift i just today invited her to come and be part of one of our book clubs i'm gonna there's there's no holds here i'm they can only say no i'm gonna invite michelle obama i'm gonna invite <laughs> i'm gonna invite chimamanda who's one of my favorite storytellers i'm gonna invite them all they can only say no and eventually we get big enough they'll say yes <laughs> yeah and there might even be some people in this group here that have a book that they would um share um for the book club i happen to know somebody yay <laughs> <laughs> i'm not naming any names or anything <laughs> but thank you susan does anybody have any questions for susan about the garden in a row Susan, how does one go about joining initially? And then, of course, I understand as far as inviting um, friends and guests, but how does one initially join? Because I'm already hooked. <laughs> okay, I'm glad to hear that. You had well, me at hello. <laughs> Jill, I sent you the link already, so just go click on it. <laughs> Lisa's got Thank a link. you very much. I Thank put one you. In yeah, Lisa's got a personal invitation link. And once you're in the garden, mm -hmm. you uh, you have your own invitation link that you use so that you get credit. Eventually, we're going to have our own currency in the garden, and the currency is going to be called the neuro. So you, wow. can, you can do things inside the garden to earn neuros. And once you have so many neuros, you can cash them in for courses. You can cash them in for discounts. You can purchase journals, new journals, you can, there's, it's just going to be this whole uh, women's economy inside the garden. It's fascinating. I wanted to design it also in a way that it was not prohibitive for people who, for women who are at different stages of their life, right? There's, there's women who have no uh, financial uh, or very little financial support or you know their financial support comes not from their own industry but it comes from outside of them and so i wanted this to not in any way be prohibitive um based on you know socioeconomic or geographic or any of that so i wanted to so we we're, we've designed it that way and um and it's a it's a wonderful space. So yes, that's so. Just see, Lisa will hand you uh, an invitation. <laughs> okay. Yeah, there happens to be a link in chat. <laughs> Thank you so much for answering that. I have been um, doing the poetry circle for a while, and it looks like I'm going to be taking it over um, in May. Um, but they do. Um, they have been having the open mics, although I never can seem to get to an open mic. Um, but you know there are open mics, and um, once a uh, week, isn't it? But we've been floating around different days of the week. 
And um, when you take that over, Lisa, you can schedule that at your convenience and for whatever makes sense for the membership. Yeah. Okay. And um, but in the poetry circle, I try to keep people up on what's happening out there. And you know, if I find out about a resource and that, um, you know, like the summer camp that I posted about and, and different things, so um, you know, that's another resource to you can depend on because. Uh, we tend to drill down to the facts because I don't like putting stuff out there that ends up being somebody trying to take your money. I'm all about finding um, the best resource that's affordable um, because so many of us are on tight budgets. And plus, I just don't believe in spending crazy amounts of money when we don't have to. So, yes, and, and that's very important. So there's a huge amount of resource sharing that happens in the garden. And... Uh, and from all aspects of life that you can imagine, um, we've got photographers and filmmakers and just a tremendous creative force in there, but also people who are in the business world. And so it's just a really nice blend. Eventually, the idea that we, we'll invite men eventually, but in, in the beginning, we wanted <laughs> We wanted it to be most, we wanted it to be women because I had felt, I, I really felt strongly that the greatest need is there. So. How long have you been in existence? How long is the garden? Yeah, so we literally, the technology kind of serendipitously fell into my lap in October of last year, even though I had been architecting the design for the the business design since last, well, since probably five years ago. Although mm -hmm. five years ago, I did not know what it would look like. Mm -hmm. And uh, and I'm not, you know, we don't, we don't know, we can't predict the future. The, the technology that we're on right now may not be the technology that we stay on forever, particularly with the growth plans that we have, but for now it's serving us quite well. Any other questions? All right. Susan, would you like to share uh, a piece of poetry with us? I know that you are a poet, and I also know that you're going to be teaching a course in haiku. So now yeah. that I know these things about you, I know I want to hear your words. I am, um, although I'm not going to read haiku today. Um, I thought I'd read something that was a little more um, emotional. And so let me let me share the titles with you. I have um, Picking Scabs. These were curated uh, pieces of poetry, Picking Scabs. And one is called Body Parts, about um, I'm a cancer survivor. Uh, what are you feeling? What's everybody want to hear? I want to hear the picking scabs. I've picking heard it before. Scabs. Yeah, this was a curated one. This was a lot of fun. Okay. When I was smaller, I would strap metal plates with wheels onto my dusty old shoes, go outside and skate fast as possible on those uneven sidewalks, concrete slabs bent, heaving uphill, downhill, uneven, shifting rivers of cracks. I would fall into the rivers. The wheels would get caught in their current. 
and I would tumble, knees falling onto the rocky pitted surface of their banks. Scarred kneecaps were my badge of freedom. Scabs so thick, they mirrored those river cracks like Narcissus imagining himself. I'd pick them off. The grown-ups never stopped yelling at me. Stop it! You'll get scars! They won't heal! But I knew deeply, even then, No scab could cover up the scars already formed inside. And these scabs formed, picked, bled, reformed, repicked, bled, hardened, thickened, reminded me that freedom came from falling and healing came from bleeding. And being scarless was the ultimate impossibility. Beautiful. It makes me want to cry. I love it. <laughs> Susan, it was beautiful. Your imagery is magnificent. I can see it all. Thank you. Thank you very much. And I could feel it all. Yes. Thanks for beautiful. sharing that. Mm -hmm. That was wonderful. Thank you. Thank you. Beautiful. Jill, I know I met you through some groups, um, mostly through Facebook. Um, can you tell us about your group on Facebook uh, and some of those that have helped you? I don't have a group. I do have a Facebook page. I'll just mention it briefly and then talk about some of my favorite groups. Um, okay. Mine is called You Are the Poem. And you can find it on Facebook and on Instagram. Um, and I try to keep an ever-changing collection of poems. Also, um, projects of friends and sometimes things that simply catch my eye, intrigue me. And I write to the poet and say, I saw this, may I please share it? And it's nice because it's a great way to build your circle that um, we all need. And it's wonderful. So I like the fact that no, it's not just my work. It changes all the time. It's updated as, as regularly as I'm able to. I'm kind of dealing with some serious health issues right now, but I do make every effort to, to keep up with it. Um, I also am a mentor, as Lisa mentioned, to an incredible, amazing young lady. She is only 13. She has co-authored three books and is working on her fourth. This one she's doing herself. It is a joy that I could not have ever imagined. The oh, I call her my precious girl. She's from Nigeria. Her name is Elizabeth. 
we have these long video chats and it's a it's wonderful she i know her family they she comes by her talent literally through the veins of her father's side of the family her father is a very gifted poet his mother his wife her mother they her aunts and uncles and when they get together for holidays it's reminiscent of well before television and even maybe in this country in the u.s before radio when people got together and didn't have tablets and didn't have electronics and simply shared their stories and the poems within her family as I've gotten to know her. I know where they're coming from. And she recently wrote a piece that I'm very proud of because she wrote it about our president. She researched Joe Biden, and when you live in Delaware, everybody knows it's Joe. That's who we're talking about. But I will, out of respect, refer to him as President Biden. But she wrote a poem talking about how amazing a man, a humanitarian. She did not focus on his political career. She talked about his sacrifices. We had long conversations about it. She recorded it. It is, I hope, going to be a beautiful video on her YouTube channel. And I'm excited that I was able to help her with that. Um, we met through an anthology called Sensibility. That was a major, major book, major Amazon bestseller, um, put together 80 different poets from over eight, 84 poets from I don't even remember how many countries. And I was asked to write the back cover blurb. That was prose. It wasn't poetry. I was scared out of my mind. I felt that the editor um, who published it um, was really taking a chance. Well, it worked. The trailer was magnificent. And it's how I met Lizzie. And it's how I met so many other poet friends. And they call them in other countries, um, poetesses and poets and sisters and brothers. And it has been a dream come true to be a part of a global family of poets from every corner of Mother Earth and at every stage of their, their growth. And um, 
Passion of Poetry is one of my favorite groups. I encourage you all to check it out. Another one is called PLI, Peace Love Anchors. And I am completely in all of its 21-year-old founder, Adrian from the Philippines. He is a gifted poet. He always is thinking in terms of our family because that's what we are. Every he's doing his first group anthology, which I'm very excited to be a part of. But that group and passion of poetry. And I do belong to a slew of other groups, but I would say that Passion of Poetry, Peace Love Inkers, and a very special, small, again, family group led by our founder. His name is Vince Alexis. I consider him my a dear Dear Brother, and the group is called Poets Corner. And being one of the early members, I'm honored to be able to invite each and every one of you to join us in our Poets Corner family. Um, Peace, Love, Inkers, Poets Corner, and Passion of Poetry. Those are the ones that have brought me the greatest joy. They really made a special effort to welcome Lizzie and her dad, but especially to highlight Lizzie. And that meant the world to me. So I hope I've answered your question about the groups. There are many other groups, and I'll be happy to share them at another time, but I don't want to talk over my limit. That's okay. Thank you. Now, as You're we welcome. Through, uh, Passion of Poetry, how we connected. Um, yes. I don't know how I even stumbled into it. I think through a common friend or something, but, um, you know, I really yes. love this group. It's, it's so mixed culturally, and I love that. It's a huge group. It Band, started out quite small. Less than nine months ago, Annette was looking at reaching 400. Now they are close to 6,000 members. Wow. And that is without affiliation of anyone else, just well, uh, well-planned events, open mics hosted by Lisa on a monthly basis, and people flock to this group and more and more moderators and administrators. And behind everything is my dearest friend, Annette Tarpley, who if you spend any time in the literary world on Facebook, you will meet Annette Tarpley. She is an amazing poet. She is very prolific. Uh, 
She has written, co-authored a book, working on another, and her first book, Poetry uh, Potpourri, I wrote the first review for. So she is extremely talented and able to translate to people from all over the world many, many diverse experiences. And one of my very favorite poems of hers is called My Words. And basically what she's saying is, you don't know me. I'm going to tell you all kinds of things. I'm going to write about all kinds of things. But you don't know me inside. You know who I present myself to be. And I love that. Absolutely. Because it may feel and that's true about my work as well. It may feel extremely personal, but I think that's the poet's trick to bring our reader in right away from that first sentence in that first verse, create that bond and bring them into your story. And a first person narrator's voice welcomes them into whatever story you're telling. And Annette is one of the most talented poets I've ever known. She's also my closest friend in the world. Thank you, Jill. Dan, you had a question? <laughs> yes, first of all, thank you, Jill and Susan. This feels like a poetic gold mine. So information, oh, thank you. I was gonna ask uh, about Lizzie's YouTube channel. Is that information available? Lizzie doesn't have a YouTube channel yet. Okay. What we're doing is on, on Sparrow um, vid poetry videos, they produce them. You, you do the audio file or have someone narrate for you. Lizzie loves to narrate her poems and her dad's. Once you've had three poems produced by Sparrow Publications, it's a platform on YouTube. So it's an alternative to traditional publishing. Okay. It's just one more way to reach a different, broader audience. Mm -hmm. So once Lizzie has her first three Sparrow videos, yeah then she has her own playlist. I have a playlist um, because I have about a dozen or so Sparrow videos and they are marvelous to work with. They're based in Sri Lanka and during election week in the States, they were rooting for President Biden elect and they were hoping. And I had written a poem called Let Peace In. My husband had produced it. We had a song made from the poem and that was the one that they stopped everything and worked on all the tiny, detail images and created this amazing Sparrow video for my playlist. And it 
was a huge hit and it was played even in the campaign headquarters here in Delaware that I'm aware of. Wow. Yeah. What's so the fee for, do, is there a fee associated with Sparrow? The first year, there mm-hmm. was no fee whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Now, as a courtesy, if it's your first one and you're interested, record a poem and I'll write to them. And as a courtesy, they will not charge you as a courtesy to me. After that, it's a nominal fee of okay. no more than $20. Okay. It's well worth the money. They do a great job. They really Thank do. You. They really do. The video yes. with everything. Very detailed, beautiful background. They, they take their time. They're a marvelous team. The editor, they all work um, together and they, what they end up with is something that you're very proud. So once you have three, you've got your own playlist on YouTube. Wow. Thank you. You're welcome, Zan. Jill, you had a poem that you'd like to share? I'd be glad to. Okay. This poem has a great backstory. It is a true story, and the basis of it is a very unlikely correspondence, real, not email, snail mail, um, between two people who never meet. And this poem is, in fact, true, and I included excerpts and snippets from over 800 exchanged letters. So this poem is called Trading Wishes. And the idea behind it, after I do my first book, which is a coffee table book coming out in August, I will be working with my mentor on this poetry novel, if you will, um, based on the idea of this poem. So, Trading Wishes. It was winter. The only posies to be found had been forced into bloom in some distant hothouse that turned them into hybrids and stole their scent away. I wrote you a letter proposing a porch swing to share and hours upon hours of unhurried conversation. Do you remember? Finally, spring has arrived. The flowers on my bedside table are luscious, sun-drenched yellow tulips, and the streets beneath my windows are ablaze with magnificent blooms. As far back as I remember, 
once I had my longed-for license to drive in one hand and the keys to my very own sleek automobile in the other, I would celebrate spring's arrival with a long drive to nowhere in particular, cruising with the top down and the radio turned up loud. Springtime calls to another lucky girl, my sweet Allegra Bell, behind the wheel of my cherished candy apple car. And I believe that the time has come to trade in my porch swing wish with you for a drive to nowhere in particular. Perhaps a picnic, yummy things to eat, fried chicken, blackberry cobbler, mangoes so perfectly ripe that the juice drips down our chins and endless pictures of Bellinis made with Vouvet Clicquot champagne. You will drive. We can talk about poems, books, music, our separate histories, the gift and the blessing of our beautiful, unlikely friendship cooking from the heart, and how we honor those very special storytellers, for they were our earliest muses. Hours will pass unnoticed. Whispers of wishes will come to settle in our hearts and minds and we will scribble the words of friendship and connection on the canvas of each other's souls. Though it is just a wish whispered into the wind, I know that you will pick it up, dust it off, and never forget the girl who wished you into it. Though we may never share a porch swing, take that leisurely drive on hidden roads, swig the finest of champagnes, or make angels in the snow. I celebrate the gift of our enduring friendship. There will be a cloudless azure sky, a reason for joy. And on that glorious spring afternoon, it will indeed be enough. Thank you. Thank you. You're welcome. Beautiful. Thank, Thank you. you so much. Barbara. Barbara is one of my big cheerleaders. She comes on my <laughs> Facebook page all the time and 
says nice things to make me feel better. So thank you, Barbara, so much Always. for your support. <clears throat> and we met through the anthology uh, with Arlene. Um, we did a um, poetry reading of yeah. some of the different ones that were in the anthology. Yeah. And um, can you tell us a bit about um, your experience with different writers groups and what has helped you and supported you? So I, I'm so enthralled with my colleagues here. I have a little bit of a different story in that um, I'm uh, I, I'm coming out of it now, but I've been in a transition where I lived in New York City for many years and I, um, I was accepted to the West Side Y Poetry Workshop group. And I studied down at the New School and it's where I met my mentor, Colette Inez, who uh, was a Guggenheim recipient, Hunter Hall of Fame, and uh, published about 13 or 15 collections of poetry. And uh, we lost her a few years ago uh, to cancer. And she was a great, uh, she was my, my muse, really. So um, four and a half years ago, I decided to leave Manhattan and live full time here at the beach, Long Beach Island. Well, I gave up a lot of my poetry group um, groups really because uh, they were they were in Manhattan and what I, I did join a few groups down here I taught poetry uh, the summer before last at the Art Foundation here I had a wonderful experience with this gentleman who wrote some really beautiful poetry he was a retired attorney and uh, he was in beginning stages of dementia and in class he brought a poem He'd never show it to anybody, including his wife, and it was about his mother. And he, the reason I'm telling you this is because he felt that reading my poetry and my reading my poetry aloud and in the class and so forth, the vibes gave him the uh, wherewithal to complete the poem and share it, uh, even with, with the group, but also with, um, with his wife. And it was about his mother. And, it was just quite a moving experience for me. Um, I don't consider myself to be a poetry teacher. I'm more of a facilitator. So um, what I did want to do, and then of course last year the pandemic hit and everything got shut down, but I was able to connect with Arlene and uh, my work was published in What It Is To Be A Woman, as was Lisa's. And, uh, and then you know I met Lisa and I'm so proud to be in Heartbeats I'm telling everybody about Heartbeats. I share it all over Facebook. And I'm um, going to be sending out the uh, hard copies to some people this week. A friend of mine in England, I sent one to him through Amazon. And I just love the idea of Heartbeats, especially now as we're coming out of this pandemic. I think people need inspiration. They crave inspiration. And what we can do is writers and artists and poets is share our gifts with uh, whoever wants to listen but certainly um we, by the fact this is just my personal opinion that we've been given a gift i think we have an obligation to uh, work with it and share it and um uh be be mindful and grateful that we have it so uh, that that's where i am and i'm I'm really getting a lot out of just publishing in anthologies. I did have a small press, uh, Lisa mentioned, uh, where I published other writers. I published 
four of my own collections, but I also published other writers as well. And um, that was, again, uh, just lost one of them um, a couple of months ago. His name was Jack Egan. His, his was an autobiography. He was a, a Roman Catholic priest that got defrocked and um, kicked out. It was quite a, quite a story, but um, he was very close to the Berrigan brothers, if you remember them, during the 60s and so forth. And uh, anyway, he passed away um, uh, a couple of months ago. He was a great influence on my life as well. So I'm very grateful that I've had these people who have been um, mentors to me and who loved me and supported me. And it's, uh, I think all of us as, as writers, we're out there and we're putting ourselves out there and we need to have people around us who are sensitive to what it, even if you have a piece of uh, poetry that is, I call it marinating in its own juices, it's not really finished yet, but that's okay. So it's, but it's there and you want to share where you are in the process of writing the work. I, I know my colleagues here are shaking their heads, yes, because we all need that support. So um, that's my story. It's a little, a little shorter than, than the others, but as I say, I'm so, excited about heartbeats i think the idea of it is so timely and so wonderful and, and uh, i hope you sell a million copies this i really do a million no less <laughs> go out there on that soapbox and sell those million copies i'm good that's my back my background actually is, <laughs> uh, in my in my my real world uh was um I worked for Macy's for many years i was executive at Macy's and selling and marketing and so but this is a uh, Gives me a lot more pleasure writing poetry, <laughs> living at the beach. I've paid my dues to society, I think. So, Barbara, I guess it's through your connection that you learn about these anthologies. Um, is there a particular group or just people you happen to have met in the poetic world? No, well, uh, the first person uh, was somebody I met here, who just uh, on the island, uh, who was from the Long Beach Island but she now lives in Colorado. Her name is Geodi Wind. And through Geodi, I was, I met her. She's published my work as well. And through her, I met Arlene. And then through Arlene, I met you. So it's all been uh, networking, really. It's all been networking. And, uh, and I'm lucky to have fallen into groups that are so, um, so supportive and so, and good at what they do, so you get good criticism. You know, nobody's looking to just be patted on the head and say, everything's wonderful. No, we want good criticism because we all want to be the best that we can. And so I'm very lucky between Geodi and Arlene and Lisa to be belonging to groups that uh, really help me bring out the best. Now, uh, I'll be in, in one um, that Arlene is publishing. It's called Jane Austen. Uh, it's supporting the work of Jane Austen, Thoughts and Opinions is the title. And it was one of the more difficult uh, assignments I've had uh, in my little writing life because uh, she just said, it's Jane Austen, you do, go do your thing. There wasn't anything specific. And so what I wanted to do rather than just write poems about her characters, I wanted to get into the psyche of Jane Austen, and it was an ambitious um, endeavor on my part. 
And I thought, oh, I'll just do it in the winter because we're still in the lockdown and it's winter on, at a beach and everything's closed and I'll have time. But boy, it took a lot of time. So I did a lot of research on her life and what made her tick as a writer. Uh, and of course, I, you know, we all read Pride and Prejudice and all these when we were in college. But, uh, but, but doing the research on her life uh, really helped me get into what made her tick as a writer. Um, and so I wrote some poetry that it took me a while to do it. It was work and I had to really work at it and revise it and work at it and revise it. Uh, and that's the craft of poetry, right? You write it and then you revise it and that's the craft. So I did that and she took two of them and uh, uh, that anthology will be coming out, I think she said the end of June. So it's exciting. I I'm looking to forward to seeing what the other people in the book have come up with regarding Jane Austen. So, and then I guess there'll be some others. I don't know, but right now I'm, I'm pushing hard feet and Jane Austen will be coming out in June and we'll see what Lisa's doing in the fall. And it's all very exciting. So. Thank you. Yeah. So. Does anybody have questions for Barbara? Please answer her mic on. I turned it on because I, I like to say I was too many heartbeats away from meeting Lisa to be able to submit something oh, yeah. <laughs> for that anthology. But I, I think it's going to be great. I do too. Yeah, yeah. I do too. Good idea. Now, Barbara, I know you have a poem course. I That's do. What I, was going I do. To and I was I looking was... at, I was just going to say, I was looking at the three that. Uh, Lisa uh, took for my, you know, my submission to Heartbeats, and I couldn't decide which one to read, but I'm going to read this one. Um, uh, it's, it's, a, it's a love poem, and uh, it's called A Winter Day. Palette of midday, pomegranates last scent, Remnants of velvet, icicles dripping slowly, crash on the porch, recalling our days, simple in summer, sips of Chardonnay, circles of Venus, roses climbing through mist. My voice whispers, let me stroke your cheek. Geraniums speak of fuchsia and red. Wind chimes sing. My bed is warm. I hear the wind. Is it your voice? Nice. Thank Art you. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. There um, is one group in particular that I'm pretty religious about um, signing up for. It's um, Jenna Schwartz um, has a couple times a year called Poetry Dive. And uh, it's a private Facebook group and where you can write your poetry, share your poetry in the raw version. Because it's private, it's not considered published out there in the world. Right. And um, it gives you a kind of a safe place to put your works out there. and. I have to say, anything that I've written in that group and have polished and sent on has been published. 
and I think it's the writing raw that does it. So I want to do some more writing raw poetry groups. And I'd be very interested in that. That's that's great. Yeah, that, that I've, got, I've made mention of this to you many times. I, that's the one thing I really do want to think that I really miss about New York City because it was so much of that and it was readily available to me and so forth. I don't have as much here on Long Beach Island, but I do have it through you because I have it virtually. So I would love to participate in that. Great. Yeah, it'd be great. Well, that would take the burden off of my beloved husband who's forced to listen to every revision and every edited change. And I'm like, do you see the difference? Well, actually not really, sweetie, but if you do, so I think he would be so grateful and so would I. That's what family's for, right? Exactly. <laughs> um, Lisa, this is Stephanie Bass. I know you only briefly through Triangle Area of Freelancers, uh, Association of Freelancers, but um, I wanted to uh, mention that group to these folks because I have found it to be a great resource. And how this is related to how, how I'm in your poetry group is through Lisa, I've become increasingly interested in um, trying to write poetry. I haven't really um, delved into it yet, but um, TAF, we call it T-A-F, is a very nominal fee to join, $20. Um, you get a page on their website, an author, uh, an author page, which is a good place to list your offerings if you are for hire, and uh, or just as a reference. And um, the members are so helpful. There's a lot of really great information shared about the business side of being a writer. And it's writers of all kinds. So you all, some of you all have mentioned various names of folks who are part of that group. And I just want to mention it um, in case no one, uh, in case anyone was not aware of it. Thank you so much for, for bringing up about TAF. We're trying to get a well-known poet to come to speak to one of our TAF talks. And TAF talks is exclusive to TAF members. And we bring in some of the most fascinating um, speakers and professionals that have been in the publishing industry for years. But I'm, I can't name any names, but they're trying to get this poet that I recommended to come and speak. So I'm hoping that we get them. I have a couple of them out there. so. I'm going to be front row center to that, and we will continue to do things through Zoom. Also, I always mention that I'm an editor for Fine Lines, and it's finelines.org. They have a summer camp coming up, and I'll put a link in to the um, YouTube because I don't have the link in front of me right now, but I actually created something on my blog. Fine Lines summer camp is in June. It starts with fifth graders all through adults. Um, there's three different groups. There's two different underage group and then an adult group. I'm going to do my best to be participating in that. That that's a week of writing, and it's all going to be online. So anyway, I highly recommend Fine Lines. It's like nothing else I've ever experienced, and it makes me proud to be a part of the group. I want to thank so much for Susan and Jill and Barbara for presenting tonight for reading your beautiful poetry as well. Wonderful hearing all your voices. Really wonderful. Thank you. Thank you.
Thank you so much. And y'all have a wonderful night. Thank you, Lisa. Thank you. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.